All right, we're here for a special edition uh, Cowboys recap of the short thing. Since we don't want, I don't want to wait till Sunday to talk about this. We got a lot of hot takes, just couldn't contain it. So we're here in the studio uh, recording. Uh, remember, listen to us on Thursdays for our Pick'em show. We'll still that, still do that this week, obviously, as uh, we pick college and NFL games through the college week, and then our our talk show on Sunday nights from 7 p.m. Central Time to 8 p.m. Central Time on Talk Radio 1190. I'm Warren Shore here with Ryan Silva. And good thing about this is Ryan was actually at the game last night with his wife, uh, Jamie. So he was there firsthand, saw it in the crowd, and was there for it. So good insight from him. And the Cowboys lose 28-14 against the Titans. Got out to a blazing start and then just crumbled uh, like some El Phoenix chips or what, whatever you want to call it. Um I mean, just crumbled down the stretch. Lots of things we could start with, but just overall, I guess, Ryan, you start off with what the uh, uh, observations were. How was it in the uh, AT&T Stadium last night? Well, obviously, the way the Cowboys started, it was pretty lit. Um, everyone, the the juices were flowing. You know, they had the shiny new toy in Amari Cooper coming out. Um, you know, and they go down, I think, the second drive of the game, and he gets a touchdown. Uh, so everyone was excited. I mean, it, w- it was pumping, and I was like, oh, man, okay, maybe they, maybe they have something here because uh, the Titans defense really didn't look that great. And then especially uh, after that, the, the Cowboys get the fumble, uh, the, the strip sack fumble of Mariota, and so things are really getting pumped. And, and I was like, all right, man, maybe we got something here. Maybe the Cowboys – I mean, it's just a totally different team when the Cowboys are at home. And that, that was showing yesterday. And then uh, the missed field goal – Kind of took the air out a little bit, but it was still like, okay, we're still up 7-0. Things are looking good. We're fine. And then slowly but surely, it was just kind of deteriorating from there. And then once the Cowboys got the second touchdown in the first half, um, things got back back pumping again. Uh, what was huge before uh, that second touchdown was the uh, – I forget, was it a handoff? No, it was a little, a little dunk, uh, dump off to, to Zeke, and he took it down to like the 12 or 10-yard line, something like that, and that got the crowd back into it. But, yeah, it, the – in the second half, especially late in the fourth quarter, like I told you earlier, the villagers were getting restless. They were everybody was shouting everything, whether it was this team's terrible, this team sucks, Garrett needs to be fired, Dak isn't a good quarterback, the offensive line is terrible. Then of course, you know, the referees were costing the Cowboys the game too. So you got a little bit of everything. It was a mixed bag there, but uh, it was quite a roller coaster of emotions from uh, from Cowboys fans. They played the hits. Yeah, they, the they played the hits. Yeah, he absolutely <laughs> did play the hits. Blaming the refs. All these guys need to get fired. He sucks. Blah, blah, blah. So they played the hits. The thing I think really uh, – we could start off where I thought the game really changed. And, look, Cooper – I thought Cooper was pretty was pretty good last night. He he's, His route running, obviously, shown today on Twitter on the All-22s is very crisp. I thought I, – I think we said this on the show Sunday. We were hoping Dak wasn't just going to be locked in on him. I feel like Dak was still locked in a little too much on Amari Cooper, though. He was too focused on him. Like, Beasley didn't have a catch in the game until the fourth quarter garbage time drive when he caught three or four passes. The thing to me that changed the game was uh, when they get the ball after that turnover, the fumble by Mariota, they get it, it's like first and goal, or they get it inside the red zone, and that's when Dak threw the interception in the in the red zone it was third and go- it was second and goal would have been third and goal he tried to force it in there yeah go back and look at that play cooper does get grabbed around the hips and that does slow him down but he still threw the ball into double coverage like you have to throw that ball in the seats 
get your third down play in, and then maybe settle for a you could settle for a field goal at worst. Because you think Maher, even though he missed from 38, he's gonna make uh, that one. So I thought that was a poor, poor decision making. And when Dak, when he has two turnovers in a game, multiple turnover games, he's had ten of those in his career. He's 0 and 10. They have not won a game. They have not been able to overcome the Dak Prescott. Uh, multiple turnover games for a win. And one thing about Dak is, okay, he might not light it up passing-wise, but he's always going to control and he's going to take care of the ball. And he does not take care of the ball when they lose games. And, look, he's one of the main reasons. When you turn it over like that and you've never won a game with multiple turnovers, the finger is going to be pointed at you. Yeah, agreed. He really down the stretch – well, I won't say down the stretch, but the second half um, really was trying to – was. I don't know if he was trying to, but became too much of a pocket passer. Um, he really – Zeke couldn't get anything going, so, I mean, that's what forced their hand there. But, honestly, the play calling was pretty bad there in that second half where they didn't score a single point after the, the late touchdown in the first half. And the play call was terrible. The play call actually didn't really come together until the last – four when they got the ball back down two touchdowns with four and a half minutes left. Um, they were finally kind of running up-tempo, running – you know, quick hits there and here and there. Um, I will say there was a couple times, uh, twice on, on those last drives that uh, Dak missed Blake Jarwin, where one, he settled for like a 10-yard uh, little stick route to, to Cole Beasley, but he probably could have had 17 or 20 yards to Blake Jarwin. He missed him there. And there's another one that was an incomplete pass. Blake Jarwin was running a post from uh, – his position on the left side of the line across the field to the right side. And he, he probably had a 20 or 25 yard catch and it ended up being an incomplete pass. I forget where Dak went, ended up going. Um, he forced a throw somewhere, but I was like, man, if he has two of those, if he hits those two throws, they probably score a touchdown. Maybe they have, you know, the ball back with a minute left or so and still had something to do. But, um, I think the decision-making down the stretch for Dak too was just not great. Um, again, obviously the offensive line play was not stellar either where Zeke couldn't get things going. Cause that's, that's their bread and butter, man. Um, I thought Zeke though in the first quarter he had ten touches and seventy five yards. They, yeah. I think they just went away. They went away from they him. Just went away from him. But I also, but also when he did get the um, get the ball in the second half, it was noticeably different. How he just could not get it was maybe a yard or two, or he was just struggling to get back to the line because as soon as he'd get the ball, defensive line was on him. Which we said on Sunday that this defense is really good, and they showed that they had the perfect scheme for him in that second half. They made second half adjustments so they weren't letting Zeke or uh, Zeke beat them, and made Dak beat him with his arm. And uh, I mean that was the difference there. I think. Well, yeah, and. Uh I mean, the Titans have the best red zone defense in the NFL, and they showed that with getting the interception, holding them to a field goal, and really not letting them. Uh, I mean, they played great in the red zone when their backs were up against the wall in the first quarter. But, yeah, Zeke, 10 touches in the first quarter for 75 yards. In the second quarter, he had 21 yards. The third quarter, 16 yards. The fourth quarter, didn't get a single yard from scrimmage. That yep. is unacceptable. Yep. Like, they just continue to go away from it. And is that uh, Lenahan? Garrett, like whatever is going on, if you're Garrett and Lenahan's obviously calling the plays, I don't get how you're Garrett. You go up to Lenahan and say, hey, we're down seven. Give Zeke the ball. Run a screen pass. Like Zeke was working the outside, uh, working those, working the edges of the field on them when they roll out those uh, ump off passes. Like he was able, like that's the play outside that you're talking about yeah. early on when he just right, right down the side. Like get Zeke the ball out of the backfield or something. He had nothing. 
I just don't understand how they continuously go away from Zeke when the bread and butter for this team in 2016 when they were successful with Dak was when they just fed him the ball nonstop. And he's fresh. They just came off a bye week. You had 15. You had an extra day. You had an extra day off. So there's no excuses. And we've seen this season, too, when Zeke touches the ball, you know, anywhere from that 22, 23 and up uh, number, the Cowboys have won every single time. Every single game, he's touched the, the touched the ball 22 or more times, and they've won. Let's see. Uh, yesterday, he had 17 carries and he had four catches. So he's right around he's right around that mark. But still, when it was when it counted, that's when he they went away from him. And most of those touches, like you said, he had 10 touches in the first quarter. Yeah. So then, from the next three quarters, he had 11 touches combined. That's that's again poor coaching, poor play calling. Don't know what it is, but they got to figure it out. Deion Lewis had more rushing yards than Zeke yesterday. Yeah, Deion Lewis, like that is unheard of. The thing too, and Zeke had nothing. The offensive line, whatever Mark Colombo did, the the changing of the coach was not working. Go look up Brian Baldinger's Twitter right now. He is eviscerating the offensive line of schemes and whatever they're doing. You can go check out his video breakdowns; they're really good. Um, but he is just ripping the Cowboys' offensive line and whatever the coach. He's like, you fired the coach to do this? The guys are just missing assignments. Zach, there's a play. Zach Martin literally blocked Tyron Smith yeah. as he's blocking him. Like, that is ridiculous. Okay, a couple other things I want to talk about as we're kind of just going all over the place uh, right here. But uh, as, or we weren't going all over the place. We just touched on Dak and Zeke. I want to touch on I, – I haven't heard anyone really talk about this, but the dude that posed on the star. I remember that being a huge story when when that happened uh, when, when, when T.O. did it and 31 came up and, blo- and knocked him off. 31 again, uh, Byron Jones knocked off a bird this time. But that's it. One guy's going to come over it. and show any fight. And it just seemed like, to me, I you hear about, oh, my God, the star, the most sacred thing, this, and that everything about the Cowboys star and the center of the field. For Christ's sake, they have the star on the golf course that they have on one of the holes that they have it out there so you can hit over it. Everything about the star is so sacred. This guy disrespects it. This is the most disrespectful thing you could do on a football field. Go there and pose on the star, and one guy goes up there and does something about it, and nobody does anything to this guy the rest of the game. This dude balled out the rest of the game. He's making great plays up from safety, picking a ball off. I mean, he was a stud the rest of the game. He backed it up. No one had any balls or cojones, whatever you want to say. Like, that just is dead. If I'm a Cowboys fan, I am livid about no one showing any fight about that. Yeah, too. The thing is, I mean, when T.O. did it, like, he got hit. Like, you know, yes. like, he got hit with he got hit with the, with the shoulder pad. The dude, like, was trying to tackle him. There were this, four guys coming to the guy's help. This was like... And Byron Jones, it was more like a shove. Like when your buddy says something to you, you didn't like when he's roasting you or something. You just kind of give him a shove, like, "Hey, shut up, man!" Like you know what I mean? It was it was not like a forcible, yeah, you know, get off the star or anything like that. Um, it, it was baffling that nobody else really did anything, especially. Um, you know, I guess there aren't a ton of of veterans on this team that have really been here for a long time. A lot of the offensive linemen they don't get caught up in stuff like that. I don't know if that's maybe what it might have been, but yeah, the the. The Cowboys not showing any fight there or any kind of, like you said, Passion. any stones to do anything, you know, is it, are we blowing it out of proportion a little bit? Possibly, but still, that's, it's still something. It is definitely not nothing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So before we get to the defense, because I think the def, or we'll get to the defense here that I didn't want to talk about Garrett. Uh, and then we'll wrap this uh, sucker up. The defense, for every, all the talk of the defense, um, 
All the talk of the defense, they were terrible yesterday. Third down conversions they allowed. Third and nine, nine, seven, ten, eight, and six. You're not getting off the field. And, and Mariota, he played. He had one of his good games. He's been a roller coaster ride. Hey, he'll play good. He'll play bad. He'll play whatever. He was really good yesterday. I th- I think people are really selling the Titans short. They want to play. They beat the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Like, and they fired their coach. Like, this is a good. Yeah, the receivers aren't flashy. Uh, Delaney Walker, one of their big guys, is out on offense for uh, target for Mariota Thurdu. They like have arguably their best wide receiver in Rashard Matthews. Yeah, like, year. but I still think this team is like the, I'm listening to the, the radio here. There, people are really underselling the Titans. I think. Yeah, a lot, I think they were the Spider-Man meme. These two teams together this season, but this team has shown has a little more history than the Cowboys do. I think just recently, obviously, winning a playoff game last year, something the Cowboys. Uh, haven't done in a while winning a playoff game. I just feel like people are underselling. They're just thinking like the Titans are like the Cardinals, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're way better than the Cardinals or, say, the Bills. But the defense was atrocious. And Mariota Mario, Mario was delivering dimes at one in triple coverage. We talked about he was – Corey Davis was – he was there working the outside with him. The defense had no answers, and they just could not get off the field. And whether that was uh, Mariota doing it with his feet or making some nice key passes – that was, I mean, they had no answer for him. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, he was, he was kind of, he had his way with them. Uh, I mean, 21 of 29 for 240 yards. He was sacked four times. So, I mean, the fact that they were able, that the Cowboys were able to corral him a bit there is, uh, was nice. But he still also rushed for 32 yards on 10 attempts. So, and one of them was that big, I think it was an eight or 10 yard uh, yeah. uh, run for, for the, the touchdown to go up two. When Jalen Smith was playing two-hand Thanksgiving football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. The Titans are much better than even I have given them credit for. Um, they're sitting at 4-4 four and four now um, in a tough AFC South. We'll see if they're able to come out of there. Uh, and by tough, I just mean competitive uh, right now. So, I mean, Vrabel's got them, I think, trending in the right direction. Like you said, Mariota, he needs to be a little bit more consistent. I think they do need a couple more weapons on the outside. Corey Davis and Tajay Sharp are kind of their go-to um, as far as wide receivers. Um, especially with Delaney Walker out. Deion Lewis has been a revelation for him because the guy has been catching out of the backfield like crazy. He's been doing well. Um, so, I mean, and we've already said their defense is, is top three in points allowed uh, in the NFL. So if they can get this offense rolling behind that defense, who knows what they're capable of. But, uh, you know, good good on them, and they, they really showed up for this game. Like we said, especially when the Cowboys' track record so far this season has been a completely different team. They kind of look like the Cowboys that we see on the road. Yeah, oh, they did for sure, except for that first quarter. Yeah, the first uh, not, quarter was electric. I'm telling you, the the like energy in that stadium was they were going to win by 50, and then we saw how that worked. Well, out. Well, I thought, I thought, I thought they were going to do it. They get the like they like we were just talking about earlier. They get the touchdown, then they get a turnover. Yeah, and I mean, it's you could you could smell route brewing early, and it didn't materialize. Materialize. All right, now to the man with the red hair that went to the World Series game. Uh, I mean, he is his head is on the chopping block. Jerry said no, he's not going to fire him. Uh, he also said today he's going to give Dak a contract extension, which to me is insane. We're already talking about that, but we'll focus on Garrett here. We could focus on that Dak talk on Sunday. But what? I mean, just the clapping after the fourth down failure when you needed to go for it. And I understand. Like, I think he's just – he's turned himself into a caricature of what he what he is now. 
with the clapping. And like I think deep. I think Garrett like three years ago is was a good football coach. Like I think he'd be a really good offensive coordinator. So I think he could coach football well. Right. I think his time as a head coach has run its course, and you just need a new voice. And the players haven't quit yet on him, but I think it's time. It's definitely time for him to go after this season. They should have gone. They should have let him go after last season. The worst thing ever to happen to the team was the Zeke suspension because they had just got it rolling when Zeke got suspended. And we're like, oh, he got suspended. How are you going to do that? He's our running back. And that bought Garrett an extra year. That was the worst thing that ever happened to him. Almost just as bad as going 13-3 and with Dak because if they go terrible with Dak, guess what? He's probably fired and he got a new coach right now. But, like, what? Jerry, I mean, he has to make a move, doesn't he? But to me, this seems like, hey – we're comfortable with what we have. Say they were the worst thing that's going to happen is and they're going to beat the they're going to their last three games are the Colts, Bucks, and Giants. And I could see them winning the last three games in the row in a row, saying to get to to eight and eight or whatever. They're like, hey, we got some momentum going on the next season. We can't fire Garrett now, and that's how Jerry looks at of saying, hey, a couple things go our way here and there, this and that, and boom, we're fine and we'll make the playoffs. And this has just got disaster written all over it. And Garrett just. I think he's just. I don't think he's lost the locker room yet. He's teetering, but I think he's lost it as just a head coach. Yeah, like you said, I think you you were really right about saying he's become a character of what people have kind of painted him as. You know what I mean? Um, we've we were talking uh, yesterday how the next five game stretch for the Cowboys is tough. They got Philly, Atlanta, Washington, New Orleans, then Philly again. Best case scenario is they win two of those games, one against probably Philadelphia, and I would say they probably will win Thanksgiving against Washington just because I was such a squeaker uh, back in uh, week seven, and then the Redskins just lost two of their offensive linemen. So who knows what's going to happen with them down the stretch. But I don't think there's any chance of beating Atlanta. Atlanta's got their offense rolling right now. Nobody's beating New Orleans right now, not even the best team in the league in uh, uh, Los Angeles. And they'll pro- like I said, they'll probably split against Philadelphia. So in the next five games come week, what would that put us at, week 14, they would be looking at five and uh, – help me with math here – five and eight. Yeah, five and eight. So then, and then they win three straight. That's eight and eight. That is the last thing the Cowboys want is to go eight and eight, like you said. And it is very possible for them to finish the season eight and eight because you're bringing back Garrett. You, I mean, you won't, you weren't going to have a first round pick to begin with because you just traded for Amari Cooper. But then it's just kind of you're starting the ball all over again. And next season, you're looking at an exact repeat of this season, and you're just going to be right in that middling area, continued time and time again until you make a move with Jason Garrett. Until Jerry. He, we all know he's not going to do it, but he needs to just hand over the reins to Steven or some other guys in the front office and just lay off. But until then, Cowboys fans, get used to this feeling because you're going to be feeling this feeling for another who knows until they make a move here with Jason Garrett because, like you said, he has kind of he's – probably, he's probably on the verge of losing the locker room. Obviously, he's lost his coaches, I think, because their offensive coordinator just – I don't think he's lost the coaches. That's the thing. You think they're, that those are his guys or he's yes, their guy? Yes, because he fired literally every single position coach of this season, going into this season but kept Marinelli and Linehan. Yeah. If you if you don't believe in those guys, you fight, you get a whole new coaching staff, but he kept those guys in. I don't think he's lost well, Rod the Rod Marinelli's coaches. did a good job. I don't think he has anything to be blamed for. I mean, this defense has been good, yeah. and they really don't have a ton of huge names. Lane Vanderesh has been great for them. Uh, Jalen Smith has been good for them. Mine a couple of plays here and there you can you know you can say obviously whenever uh, uh, David Lee's out there uh, Sean, Sean Lee, Lee D- yeah, David Lee Roth R.I.P.I.P. 
um, or Sean Lee, basketball player. or the basketball player. Yeah, Sean Lee is out there uh, and healthy. He's you know been good for him. Byron Jones has been playing good, so you can't really. I can't really blame too much on this defense. No, no, but I mean, last night you can because they just got. I think last yeah. night the biggest problem was them. They just let they got they got worked. That was the highest point total the Titans have scored all year. I mean, you cannot let that happen. But I, I don't yeah, I think, think they're he, the 30th ranked scoring offense. Yes, they've they cracked 20 twice this season. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I don't think he's lost a hand because they're. I think they see lockstep in the offense, and that's the problem that they that Garrett's like, all right, just well keep keep. Keep doing it, and, and we'll just break through sooner or later. When you, they run the same play. Even Witten was critical of the play calling. Like, how about we change up a first down? Even Witten, and that guy was never going to be critical of anything what the Cowboys did yesterday. And he's yeah. like, hey, we need to change up a first down. How about a play action? How about a bootleg instead of just a run right up the middle on first down? Everybody knows it's going to run on first down. Hey, depending on how many yards we'll do it, we'll run it or throw it and throw it, and we'll be off the field. Right. The biggest thing was when they got that. Uh, was when uh, after um, suck up missed a field goal, they go three and out. Three and out right and away. They yeah, get two sacks, two sacks. They, that, that was one of the, That was another. Huge, that was a turning point in the game. Yeah, another one. We were thinking, hey, we caught a break here. We're still down. It looked like we were going to give a touchdown. He missed a field goal, caught a break, and then you just just foil it. And look, Garrett's got a lot of blame to go on Dak. I, if they had another option at quarterback, I would say go to it. But Cooper Rush or Mike White are not the answer. Definitely. And if you bench Dak, you're just saying we're punting on the season. And you can't do that because uh, that could even lose the locker room. Like, there's there's nothing to look forward to. And, like, yeah, Leighton, Leigh, Leighton Vander Esch has played great. The problem is you need to get first-round picks, not for insurance policies on your star linebacker of Sean Lee. Right. Like, that pick could have been Calvin Ridley, not even just saying a wide receiver. Hey, maybe we get another defensive lineman because guess what? Demarcus Lawrence is the only guy that seems like he's able to rush the passer. And then this year, with trading the pick for Amari Cooper, you just, you, you're like, where are we going to find some talent? We almost need a quarterback. Do we take one in the second? Like, you just... It's just a mismanagement. You, they all, they just the overpaying and the hey, we're gonna try and go for it. If you want to say go for it, when we're not even gonna be able to compete with the Saints, like this, like watch the Saints and that Rams game. This offense doesn't even belong in, in the building as this right. team. Like it's not even close to this. And that's just, it's just there's so much mismanagement of. It's just, oh, it's just mad. This maddening. is a hamster wheel of an organization. Yeah, and this is coming from someone who has come up with even one of the worst, or watch one of the worst organizations around. We're a hamster wheel of changing coaches. It's not always great to keep changing coaches, but, uh, I mean, at least you're giving it a shot, changing something up. You gotta, I'll give Jimmy Haslam credit. He's got a quick, he's got a quick leash or whatever you want quick hook. quick hook and sometimes it's not great but hey we're not getting we're spun in the hamster wheel of the two-year change of regimes which is almost worse than this but um yeah it's just and i mean yeah i agree it's when jerry dies or whatever is he is this going to change who knows because maybe steven got it ingrained in him this hour doing it no, That's I think I th I think in his heart of hearts, Stephen knows this isn't the way the. No, I think so too. But you never know. Going back to the whole Johnny Manziel thing, I think Stephen knows what's what he needs to do. Maybe he's just waiting it out. You know, who knows? Obviously. But I think I mean the the Cowboys got to make a change. Like I said, every everybody, um, all the fans at the at the game yesterday were were shouting one thing or the other. They're ready for change. Um, so it's just a matter of, I I think it still is a matter of if. Not when, because you're still wondering, is Jerry going to make this move? 
Eventually, he's going to have to. I think his back is going to be forced up against the wall. But see, Jerry, Jerry always wants to prove that Jerry was right. And it's coming down to the point. It's like, man, we've been at it for, what, eight years now? Yeah. That's we haven't yeah. done anything yet. Let's go. You know, we got to change it out. We got to try something fresh, something new. Um, but uh, it, it'll, it will, it's yet to be seen. Who, who knows what's going to happen? Jerry, Jerry's Jerry. Oh, yeah. The only thing is, too, hey, he always wants some hope. Yeah. If you bring Garrett back with no first-round pick, you're going to have pretty much the same roster next year. Where's the hope? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're just going to – no, I'm saying if he brings Garrett back. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's no hope, and he's got to give the fans some type of hope because then you're just doing the same thing. That's what I'm saying. They finish, yeah, they finish they finish eight and eight this year, and they finish no, on a three game yeah. winning streak, and they bring Jason. Uh, they bring uh, Jason Garrett back. It's like, well, you're just starting oh, know, this yeah. season all over again. You yeah. know what I mean? But at least a couple of years they can say, hey, we got a first round pick, or right. we, got, we got Zeke, we got this, we yeah. got whatever. But now with no first round pick, not good, not great. Some would say you almost hate to see it. <laughs> hey, shout out to the Titans fan base last week or last night too because they really showed up. I saw some Lendell White jerseys out there. There we go. Some Rob Baronis jerseys. Oh, those are classics. <laughs> Though the, the I mean, those we definitely yeah, we definitely saw some of the classics. Some uh, the greatest hits. Yeah, Javon Curse, uh, of course, CJ Two K. Only saw one Vy. Thought I might see more than oh, yeah. yeah. Only got only saw one Vy. Some Kendall Wright. Some Kenny Britt. It was oh, it was a good Kenny showing. Britt, what a guy. Yeah, I'm telling you, they 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 had them all out uh, on show. When I saw when I I'm telling you when I saw the Lendell White, I my the Lendell White and the Rob Bronis really stuck out to me because I was <laughs> yeah. like. Yikes! Then you need to, yeah. Look, if you might, wanna, be, might 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 be uh, time to upgrade the jersey there. Yeah. Well, you know from going to the Browns club, <laughs> hate to bring this back there. We got a woman rolling in with a Trent Dilfer, looked like a Walgreens Trent Dilfer jersey every week. So I mean, it might be time to update there. But nothing like going to a game and seeing the wild jerseys. Oh, uh, that's my probably one of my it's favorites. The best. Yeah, it's the best. All right. So thanks guys for tuning in to this uh, special Cowboys recap. We'll talk to you guys Thursday as we do our picks. Ryan is smoking hot in the NFL, 12-3 and three in his last uh, three weeks. And we'll be back Sunday for the real show, 7, 8 p.m. I'm Warren. He's Ryan. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday.